Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 42 of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com, and we are celebrating Pokemon Day. It's Pokemon Day. It is. It is Pokemon Day. That's all we have for you today. That's it. Yep. Well, good podcast, good podcast. We're going to go enjoy Pokemon Day. See y'all later. Uh, (laughs) I am one of your hosts, Jim Biscardi, and as always, I am joined by Megan Peters and Christian Hoffer together. We make up the Triforce of a wild podcast. Has Ooh, loving the Triforce oh. reference. Mm. Mixing things up a little bit. If you are new to this show, the show's broken up into three parts. Uh, we do a quick news at the fir- in the first third or so, and we do a deep dive, and then uh, Christian gives us a Pokemon fact of the week to make you a better, smarter Pokemon fan. This show is obviously about Pokemon, but there's a lot of things that have Pokemon in its name. And mm-hmm. the good news is we cover mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Card game, mobile yep. games, console games, yep. toys. Well-known celebrity Pokemon Jones. Random yes. celebrity Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Also, most importantly, we cover the hat that Christian Hoffer is currently wearing. If you're watching the video well, of this. We oh. do offer this podcast as a video. There are a lot of people who like to listen to this on the audio. If you ever decide to check us out, you can see one, what we look like. And two, you can see Christian's ridiculous hat. Just yep, give us it's... like a very lush description of what's currently on your head. So it is what happens when Squirtle attempts to get through that one part of um, the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones' oh, Last Crusade, and he's supposed to bow, but he doesn't. So that's on my head. So you see his eyes, and then it kind of his skin, I guess. Comes <laughs> did down. you did uh, you buy it? Or did someone no, make no. It so this is uh, this this is a hand me down. So one of uh, my good friends has now two grown up daughters, and when she was like, "Oh yeah, Christian, you and your child are super into Pokemon." So here, and they just gave me all this like vintage Pokemon stuff including this hat, which was hand-knitted for her daughter. And my son doesn't like it because he has a Pikachu hat, complete with, like, the ears that he wears all the time. So I figured I'd pull this, you know, homemade piece of Americana Pokemania stuff to celebrate Pokemon Day. Are yeah, there mittens at I the love end of it. that? Uh, maybe there was at one point, oh. but there's not anymore. <laughs> Dang. I mean, this is, like, 20 years old. Mm. Uh, True, true vintage. I hope everyone now just takes a second to see this. Well, happy Pokemon Day, everybody. It's kind of crazy that the, I mean, one, when you look back at, you know, everything, one, Pokemon hasn't like a quote unquote unofficial holiday, which is great. Mm -hmm. But over the last couple of years, Pokemon Company has really gotten invested in Pokemon Day with, you know, releases and events and things like that. And so it's been really fun, you know, the last couple of years to, I wouldn't say get excited for Pokemon Day, but yeah, get excited for Pokemon Day. Some of the stuff we're getting today, 
I say today because the day this is when of the day release. this Pokemon podcast shows up in your feeds. Yeah. Recording it a day early. But I am excited to watch Mewtwo Strikes Back. Very like oh yeah. An insane amount. Like it is It's going I mean it's good. Just to let y'all know. It's here's good. the here's the here's the the hard part though. Thursday is the new release day for new episodes of Love is Blind. Oh, and yeah. I uh-huh. I am having a hard time of determining which one I want to watch first. If you are the literally <laughs> one third of like the hosts here for this podcast and you don't pick Pokemon <laughs> over the love is blind, it's time for it's you to join the pop culture podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very big episode. I'm very invested in it. I need to know who gets married and who doesn't. But anyway, <sighs> I, God, I there's just no words. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Squirtle off. <laughs> That's how Pokemon upset dead. you've made him <laughs> i i am very curious to see one if netflix or the pokemon company put out any numbers as far as like how many people go to watch Mewtwo strikes back because mm-hmm. traditionally this would have been a fathom events kind of thing they would have sold tickets to it and, and whatnot and so like is pokemon losing money or is netflix losing money or is everyone going to be happy because everyone's going to flood to the service to to watch it I, it's i can state the pokemon's not losing money from this well right. sure you know pokemon pokemon was paid right. by netflix but you know and it would have is been that amount is that amount more than what they thought they could have? I mean, obviously, it would have to be for the reason why they chose Netflix. Yeah, that that's just a pretty obvious business decision. Netflix offered them more than what Fathom could. Right, but let's say a ton of people go like go to watch it. Like, will ne- will the Pokemon Company be like, oh crap, we charged too little? I feel like that's probably not going to end up happening because if we we think of the nostalgia play here, especially mm-hmm. with Mewtwo Strikes Back, mm-hmm. as opposed to like so many of the other films, this is the remake, the three D CG remake of. The the most financially lucrative Pokemon movie that's ever been released. (laughs) And it it really hits at all the nostalgic heartstrings of fans who are in their adulthood versus kids who are, you know, in the between and then little kids. I mean, it hits at every point. So I think that they're really banking on not only getting a bunch of viewership, maybe more so than expected, and I think definitely more so than they would have gotten with Fathom, but also it's going to stay on Netflix for presumably a bit unless yeah. you know the licensing issues come off and it gets taken off of Netflix like everything is these days um <laughs> it'll be able to accrue more and more viewers and hopefully that'll get them down the rabbit hole of being like oh i remember this movie that i watched like in 1999 i'm going to watch this one oh i really like pokemon i forgot how much i liked it is the i'm going to go buy stuff is the original on netflix or can you watch no. the original anywhere outside of like buying it I mean, this is probably only like limited to like Amazon, iTunes, stuff like that. Uh, we have discussed in previous episodes Pokemon's general aversion to streaming <laughs> um, and having digital access to stuff. But I mean, it's accessible. Um, but I'm curious to see like the kind of runoff nature of when this movie debuts, will there be an overall kind of lift in the interest of Pokemon? Because this is such a vital nostalgia play to the franchise that can get people reinvested in the franchise who maybe haven't been since like 2000. Super pumped for that. Also, it's a great movie. And also they're going to have obviously an English dub, which we've known, but from everything we've been able to tell, they will also have the original Japanese dub, which the Fathom Events screenings never showed. And like a bunch of like hardcore Pokemon fans, like Christian always talks about the hardcore Pokemon Go fans. A bunch of the hardcore Pokemon anime fans have always wanted that original Japanese English like 
I mean, the the Japanese like dialogue and audio, and they're finally going to get it. And I think this might excited. be like the first official subtitled Pokemon thing we've gotten ever. Ever, yeah. Like that's <laughs> like I literally was like realized that, and I was like, this literally breaks a milestone. Like this is a record. <laughs> like my gosh. So I'm very excited to see that. I saw the Japanese uh, version that was subtitled at the premiere, and it was great. So now I'm interested to see the English dub. So the thing that I'm really curious about, because last night I did a little bit of digging, and this coming week, I believe, either this week or next week, is the finale of Pokemon Sun and Moon on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. And since the you know they only send out schedules, you only get your schedules two weeks in advance, I am incredibly curious to see if they'll start doing the next Pokemon anime. They because they right into it. Yeah, well, and here here's the thing. Usually we've gotten we've we've always gotten the announcement by now. Like I I, I did my research and uh it's always been uh for the last two cycles they've announced it like third week of February. We're in the fourth week of February. No announcement. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. what's going on with the Pokemon anime? We're either well, getting I, it tomorrow or we're getting the announcement it's going elsewhere. <laughs> it's yeah. one or the other. Something's yeah. gonna happen. What else can people do on Pokemon Day, Christian? Anything else exciting? Uh no, not really. Oh, good. Uh, good. Just <laughs> no, watch uh, the movie. <laughs> there's the new mythical Pokemon that we'll have full coverage about tomorrow. Super uh right. there will be some special max raid battles which go live at midnight. Um, so those will be live by the time this airs. So Where, those will be available. Uh, we no one knows. Oh, okay. So it could be anything. Um, so there's that, and uh, Pokemon Go is currently at the time of recording having their Pokemon Go festivities, which have all the clone Pokemon, the armored Mewtwo, and a bunch of party hat Pokemon all running about in the wild for you to catch. The clone Pokemon looks so good. Yes. I'm sorry. I saw it pop up on my Twitter and I like I was lo- like looking for some news to write about and I saw it just like briefly flash and I went to go scroll up and the worst thing happens like when your Twitter automatically refreshes. Oh, yeah, you're like, I it, can't find it. It automatically refreshed, so my entire timeline was messed up. And so it was me panicking. I was like, Where is this person? I don't know who this person was who tweeted this picture. And then I realized I could probably just search Pokemon Go and I'd find it. And then I did. They look so good. Like, I didn't want to let myself believe it was going to happen. I thought Niantic was going to, like, mess something up. But they look good. The thing that I like about it is that they have the community community day moves, which, you know, are, like, the super relevant, like, good for the metagame moves. And so, like, if you catch, if you beat them in raids, you get these strong, powerful clone Pokemon that you can actually use in, like, PvP and gems and raids and stuff. Which I think is awesome. So this isn't just like party hat Pokemon where you get the party hat Pokemon. It's like, okay, cool. You take up a permanent spot in my collection. <laughs> yep. Awesome. I feel like my favorite thing is everyone's like, oh, yeah, like Venusaur, Blastoise, everyone. Let's hate on Charizard. Charizard <laughs> gets the worst rep it's because in the Pokemon fan. 50 billion Charizard forms. I know, that's, but that's like, I feel why. like of any form we should be celebrating, it should be clone Charizard. Yes, <laughs> He was yes. OG, original variant that Let we me... loved with all of our heart, but everyone's so tired of him now. <laughs> everyone's just like, ah, Charizard. And I'm like, he's the coolest one of this, but I can't say it because then everyone will hate me. So everyone who's listening to this right now is probably like rolling their eyes, but yep. look at Charizard on, again. I'm, I'm literally rolling my Take eyes. Take off right your now. prejudice blinds. He looks cool like that. One of my 
favorite things that I saw recently on Reddit was someone posted the X-Men the Animated Series meme where it's Scott and Jean making out and Wolverine looking dejectedly. And so it was like the Pokemon Company and Charizard and then Wolverine was the other 889 Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's relatable content right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just feel bad for Charizard. He's he's always gotten a little bad of a bad rep. He's going to cry into his, like, 15 alternate forms. Um, True. You're not <laughs> I can't wrong. Wait for him. I can't wait for him to get, like, a second, you know, Gigantamax form here with the... Uh, oh, God, it would be so You know, great. with the TLC, and people, people will just lose it. Just <laughs> absolutely start flipping tables. I'm excited to catch Clone Charizard, and that's that. Good luck. Good luck Thank to you. you. Looks like... We may be getting a new Jinx form. Oh, Not a no. Jinx form. An evolution. A Jinx evolution. Yeah. Uh, so this this one is kind of like the most interesting, like Pokemon, like true Pokemon mo- news to come out this week. So we're kind of in this like lull between like okay, Pokemon Homes come down has come out now, and now we wait for the DLC. But someone decided to do a data mine, and they found a strange cry in Pokemon Homes audio files. And it sounds like what a regional evolution version of Jinx would sound like. So the regional evolutions all have very distinctive cries, which Mm -hmm. they basically sound like distorted versions of their pre-evolved form. Their normal cry, yep. Yeah, so, and there's a Jinx one, which means we're either getting one or there was a Jinx form and they cut it at the last moment. Could be either one. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but, you know... Could be getting some more new forms besides Galarian Slowpoke and its evolutions here could in it, the DLC. Could it just not be like a, a Gigantamax Jinx? Well, some people thought it might be that, but if you take a look at the pattern, um, the, the distortion matches that of like Obstagoon, Mr. Rhyme, Perserker, Yamask Evolution, which I'm confag... Fangurus? Yes. You yeah, it. that really one. Big. So, you know, so it just doesn't, or Rune, Runefangurus. Confagurus is the normal one. Anyways, I butchered those names. So it it doesn't quite match up with what Gigantamax sounds like. It's mm. a different kind of distortion. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of interesting. So we could be seeing a new Jinx. I mean, I'm Good putting my bets Jinx. in that the Jinx will show up in the Tundra DLC. I mean, that would make the most amount of sense. I mean, and it kind of makes sense in the way that, you know, Mr. Mime and Jinx are kind of like those, like, related Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so it did seem a little bit weird that, like, Mr. Mime got, like, a form and an evolution, but no Jinx. It was, like, oddly humanoid, but not really humanoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they've always they've always been, like, kind of, like, tied together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, back before, like, I think the Pokemon franchise knew what they were doing with genders. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think, like... Mr. Mime and uh, Jinx were always supposed to be kind of like like paired, the, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna instead, be Mr. Instead, Mr. Mime fell in love with Ash's mom. And true, Jinx, yep. true, uh, true. Had no one to love. I mean, here's the thing that I think we're ma- we're missing a major major opportunity. We haven't decided what form of dance this Jinx will do. <laughs> no, because... uh, it would it would probably be um, maybe maybe it would be like the Irish jig. <laughs> so we we've got you know we we've we've got some of the tapping i would say hula because that's what she's kind of like doing originally mm-hmm. but um yeah no i'm gonna go with irish jig. i think she's gonna have that. like bright red hair 
um, that's kind of curly, still purple skin. But yeah, she's going to be Irish Jiggin. And then she's going to evolve into Merida from... Yeah. <laughs> I want it to basically be like, I can't even think of this, it. like that, like... The Irish women or Scottish women show that goes around like the sit like the, the United States every other year, and it's like they just do like the Irish step dancing, and then they river dance, river dance? yes, river dance. <laughs> I wanted to river dance more than I can even tell you because I don't understand how that would work anatomically with jeans. She doesn't have feet. Exactly, she's gonna have feet in this one. Like they're gonna oh, like lift she? up her skin, and it's there's curved. gonna be feet there because so, it's not a dress. It's actually skin. I, I know. Forgot. It's not a dress. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> It's skin. Oh, that's her, that's it's her skin. They're gonna have like it's gonna she will have evolved for her love of dance, so her skin will have shortened <laughs> she down grew, there. Just, she grew legs. <laughs> she grew legs. I am not I do not regret this conversation. <laughs> I say river dance, and you guys can pitch your own, but oh my gosh. I think we all know who the real winner oh, is God. here. Well that so, would I mean it would uh, make sense because like Mr. Rhymes hat is not a hat right oh god no it's not <laughs> They're it's, it's part of his head oh why? he literally evolved why? with tap dance feet he doesn't wear tap dancing shoes he wears tap dancing feet oh <laughs> uh, he's got little fleshy like like his what his what buttons. are the like yeah yeah his buttons are like nipples they're actually like nipples oh his, his belly pants. button is his belt buckle oh god Oh, I'm horrified. I need to pull up a picture. I'm so glad that I brought this up, if not just to see the existential crisis that Hoff is having right now. I always forget that, like, Mr. Mime is fleshy. (laughs) I always forget that, and it terrifies me every time. He is just a being full of flesh. Is his mustache hair? I mean, it's not, right? No. It's just, just it's it's like, it feels, if you touched his mustache, it would feel like a football. Yeah, 100% would feel like a football. Do you think that, like, when people, like, when Mr. Rhyme first came into being, like, do you think there was, like, a dedicated, like, this truly is an abomination, (laughs) we must kill it, and, like, people went through the fields with, like, flamethrowers, just trying to wipe them out from the existence? No, of course not. I'm sure, like, a couple people did, but they died, so it's okay. (laughs) I just don't understand... If how so in Bulbapedia for Mr. Rhyme, the gender ratio is fifty fifty. No, that that's got that's wrong, right? It has to be. Wrong. I would be shocked if that were egg group human like human like. Oh yeah, it, that's, that's, distinctly that's hate that description. But that's why Jinx is going to have to lift up their skin so they can have their own little feet dancing around. So here's the other. Here's the crazy thing. Yeah, Serebi also says it's 50-50, but Mr. Mime is 100%, right? Right? Yeah. I Nope. Don't know nope. that nope. actually. Mr. Uh, Mime's 50-50? Yeah, that's what it says. Um no, they're they're all 50-50s. <laughs> I feel like I've only just caught though like male Yes, Mr. oh my god, yeah. Yeah, nope, this is well known. Oh my god, I'm just... Well, hey, you're about to get two fun freaking... facts for the day. Listen, <laughs> Hoffman, teach us. Why are they called Mr. Mime? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Jinx is 100% female. 
antiquated gender stereotypes and terminology. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that gender is just a construct. So That's you know, what's the problem. Oh my gosh, this is getting very deep, and I'm very appreciative of it. <laughs> this is the weirdest Pokemon podcast we've had yet. We have Jinx derailed. is 100 100 fe- uh, female, by the way. Good, good. So Jigs can do the Riverwalk women. You know what? Thing. Honestly, good for Mr. Mime. Right? Like, good, good for them. Like, you know, they they choose their, apparently they're choosing their... What if the Jigs evolution identity? is 100% male yeah. in Galar? And, like, that's, that's you have to, like, oh, bring them together. Oh, no. Come on. Come on. You know I'm right. Wow. That would be, male oh river dancing Jinx. Give it Can to me, Can you imagine, Pokemon. like, the angry YouTubing that would go on <laughs> if that were to happen? Just a bunch of, like angry well no it, like, it wouldn't be able to because this is an evolution right but that you know ozomero uh can change genders when mm-hmm. it evolves so there's there's precedent there is for precedence. it oh my god i kind of hope this happens i, I just want to see can like you, just you know imagine the people everyone with me jinx but male also river dancing <laughs> through the tundra of galar <laughs> it's, it's beautiful flattery from like you know like it's the lord of the dance jinx I would, <laughs> I would love it. Oh, that's God, all I'm going to say. Great. All right. Well, we got to keep moving because <laughs> what, we just what is even going on today? Uh, on the trading card front, uh, some some pretty cool news. We're getting a new expansion pack uh, called Rebel Clash. Yeah. Uh, not read my handwriting there for a second. But in a future expansion, we are getting a new type of rare card. Get ready for the name. An amazing rare. What a dumb name. <laughs> the, it'll probably get changed for like the actual English release. You know, that's that's just the Japanese translation. Uh, so these these ones are pretty cool. We don't have really a solid idea of like how powerful these cards are, but they're supposed to have very powerful attacks. But unlike GX cards and EX cards and V cards and VMAX cards, you only take one prize when they're knocked out. So they're they're deliberately OP cards, but are they're amazingly these to, are rare. As I say, are these expect? We're we expecting the ratio on these to be. <laughs> no one knows. Like um, one, they're only going to print one. So Imagine. they think. So the the speculation right now is how it's being timed. You know, recently they've been doing these like holiday exclusive releases. Where it's like we had like the Shining Legends last year, and we've had like a couple of like sets like those where uh, they think that these are going to be tied to that. Although that's just you know speculation on the TCG front, so who knows? Uh, but you know this will be interesting. More rare cards, you know, coming to the franchise. I guess they need to make up somehow because they did such a drastic slash in the number of like secret rares and like full art cards and all that stuff in the main sets, they needed to like get the secondary market going somehow. I would love for them to do a like Willy Wonka type, you know, golden ticket kind of thing where just like you just got to open a bunch of packs and they're scattered across the world and you get something. You you get one and it's like a God card from Yu-Gi-Oh. It's basically <laughs> Exodia, but you don't need all five right, cards. You just need one. <laughs> and that's just it. Straight just up play. so for the I sky but How much fun would that be to, like, to, to, to cover that or whatever? Like, I would, that would, be, that I would, would love be a lot it. of fun. I would love it. Also, I'd it, go broke. <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I I think that would be it would be interesting. You know what I think would be cool though? You know how in baseball cards they do these like jersey giveaways? Oh yeah. So like, you know, they have like little pieces of the jersey. I would mm-hmm. like that only with pieces of Mr. Mime. Oh god.
<laughs> I hated everything about that conversation. Let's uh, All right. Let's uh, before we get to our, our deep dive. Toy Fair was last weekend, and oh the Pokemon God. Company came like they showed up. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, with uh, with a number of different things. Uh, obviously, a lot of fun, uh, a bunch more Funko. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Popped up with okay, but we need the weirdest, the weirdest ensemble. Oh, uh, it's like whoa! There was whoa, one, whoa, whoa. There's one big standout here who really like one of these things is not is no. not like the other. One of these now, things before is not we like continue, before we continue, I do have to note that recently somebody from the Funko Company followed us on Twitter, so they're clearly listening to this. So I am going to be very positive <laughs> and upbeat oh. about the Funkos. In order to, you know, make sure that we don't lose out on any future Funko things. So, yay, Funko. Uh, I love those soulless eyes. Hoffer, they clearly didn't follow the podcast because of you. Square heads, (laughs) I just think, are awesome. Megan and I do our fair share of They clearly looked into my house and saw my literal Pokemon (laughs) Funko shrine in my bedroom. But okay, but let's talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. So, of the ones that they they release, we got Cubone, pretty cool, yes. Makes pretty sense. cool. We All got right. a, another another mm-hmm. cool looking Pikachu, yep. which I thought was uh, very nice. Yes. Yep. Pissed off Pikachu. Yep. yep. Uh, I forget what some of the other ones. Were. Wasn't Growlithe one? Oh yeah, yeah Growlithe. Growlithe, Growlithe good Finn, choice. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's Rattata. Rattata. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who is going to the store and be like, ah, that's the one I want? When, when anyone who's played Pokemon knows that they have spent the majority of their lives running away from them because they don't want to catch them. I'm willing to bet if I did an audit of comicbook.com employees, there would probably be at least three people who have them pre-ordered. Rattata? Yeah. Or whatever? Like no, the, the no completionists. I'm, I'm sure like BD and Matt and probably secretly Megan. Megan is going to like, <laughs> you know, be say, bad-mouthing like, it, it. And then she's going to like, She's actually got it like sent to like a dummy location. <laughs> she's going to show up with the disguise and bring yeah. it and secretly put right. it. It's going to sure. be sure. But completists aside, like who's going to a, to to Target to be like? Oh, I'm going to be totally Jim, honest, Jim. You could up. say that about literally 95 percent of the Funkos they release. No, I mean, not true. Yes, yes, you can. They're making a ninja Funko. You know oh, what? Are there you, are... you just mean Funko in general. I'm talking about the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah we're talking specifically Pokemon. We're talking about the, the, like the Pokemon line. Has, I, I, to me, up until this point, has been very well curated. Oh, right, and there's well, the Mewtwo, and then, and yeah, then the there's Mewtwo. Uh, Mr. And Mime. Mr. Mime. Yeah. Well, it it just got Funkoed. You know, they they realize there's 890 characters, and they need to start printing these things out. Before Pokemon changes their mind. But Rattata? But I have to say this. The reason that I am interested in getting the Rattata is because I think it would be hilarious with, like, my friends who all really like Pokemon and feel the frustration all three of us have felt about running away from them is, like, basically setting up elaborate pranks Could you in imagine? our apartment and their just, houses. Just, like, waking up and just yeah. finding a ton of Rattata on that's your front yard. That's literally what I'm planning <laughs> on doing. Like, I've got, I mean, my boyfriend will listen to this, but my plan is to have the Rattata and, like, randomly place it around our house. Like, wait so, for like, to, he wait has for them to, to go on clearance and just buy a whole bunch of Put them. it in the shower, bedside I'm- table. In like in the cabinet when he goes to get potato chips, like he literally they keep popping up. That's why I want it because I'm going to elaborately prank them. I'm going to join up for the comicbook.com secret Santa, and I'm just going to give whoever I get a rat up <laughs> Funko. Like doesn't matter who. 
Like I, it, it could be one of the pop culture people. Um, <laughs> they're getting a Ratata. That's that's just all there is to it. Is Ratata like basically the coal of the Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> it is the coal. Here's the like, thing: Would you rather a Caterpie or a Rattata? I mean, Rattata. I would take the. No, I, I, would I would take a Caterpie. Sure. I'm not, I mean, that's I an iconic. Just, that's like, an iconic Misty, Pokemon. That's an iconic okay. Pokemon. Okay. With okay. A not Caterpie. Uh, Weedle. Or Rattata. Still taking Rattata. If it looks like a bug, I'm probably not going to want it. Just to be honest. Probably, Sorry, I would probably pick, you know, I would probably take Rattata or power of the rat Pokemon. Pidgey over Rattata. Pidgey, Pidgey or Rattata. Pidgey. Pidgey. Definitely Pidgey. Oh, Pidgey. For that, sure that's Pidgey. That's a no-brainer. Pidgey all the way. Magikarp or Rattata. Magikarp. Magikarp. <laughs> I have like four Magikarp things. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why Rattata? Because I feel well, like they're hoping people you know what like I really want? Break-ups. You know what the one, you know <laughs> They what, the probably just really took the Mickey to? Mouse sculpt and just like changed a couple of things. I'm looking forward to like a Scyther pop mm-hmm. will look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. that That's going to be like a New York Comic Con exclusive. I need a Gengar one. The Gengar one would be so easy. That they could make translucent. Oh, that yeah. That one will be GameStop exclusive. <laughs> I want the Haunt. I, I've always loved how Haunter looks. I don't even know how Haunter would work. It's got detached hands. They'll just put yeah, like a little clear they'll detached just, they'll, they'll, they'll attach it to yeah. the bottom. Would they? Yeah, they. I don't know. I don't know how Funko like with the Marvel. Sorry, but like with the Marvel like pops when they're flying, they just have like a clear plastic stand that holds them up. Do you think? Do you think they're going to do like a Stone Ash one these days? Oh God, that would be amazing. I I mean, they did. They did a dying Tony Stark. It's true. I mean, they did. They did like Daenerys Targaryen committing genocide. You know, so I assume that's coming. Uh, The one thing I never and just the the, uh, total side tangent of our our third tangent of. Toy Fair thing is Haunter. They show him so big, yeah, size wise, and then when he evolves into Gengar, he like shrinks. Well, that's because he like takes a more solid form. I figured that why, and it's all of his evilness condensing. Yeah, <laughs> just he's, one he's like body. he's becoming less and less gaseous as as he evolves. You know, that's that's my fan theory. Yes, as as a leading Pokemonologist. You know, perfect. All right. We're going to take a break. But when we get back, we're going to talk about a huge upset in the international tournament. When we get back. Seven year old champion is the is the is the dream we all had as kids. She's literally Ash Ketchum. <laughs> like she already beat him. She's she's better than Ash Ketchum. Yeah. Like so, she she's already true. a champion. It took Ash like twenty years. He so, would be in like the Masters division by now. So the Oceana International Tournament happened, and seven year old Simone Lim beat last year's champion and this year's number one seed. So there's a couple of things that make this incredibly impressive. For one thing. The junior division is one of two divisions where there's like they're kind of like semi-open aged. So the master's division is for like anyone who's I think like 17 or 18 or older or something like that. Or maybe it's 16, I forget. But you know, there's one that's like if you're older than this, you're automatically in this division. And the junior division is anyone younger than 12. So like, you know, my son could join the junior tournament if they wanted to. So Simone was playing somebody who was nearly twice her age. (laughs) So, you know, like, and that's like a big difference. Like, you know, it's one thing for like a 20 year old to be playing a 40 year old. You know, it's, it's entirely different when a seven year old and a 12 year old play. And so 
this match came down. She was the seven seed. She made it to the finals against the number one overall seed who had gone undefeated to this point. She took the first one. And in the second match, uh, it came down to a two on one where Simone had a very heavily injured Tyranitar. And so her opponent figured, I'll just play this safe. I'm going to protect one of my Pokemon and then I'm going to blast, you know, uh, and then I'll, I'll take out her Tyranitar next turn. And she correctly figured out which one of her two Pokemon, which one of his, po- his her, her opponent's Pokemon she would pick. And like the crowd realized what was going on and just absolutely started losing it. Yeah, the reaction of like watching that, people are legit. <laughs> I have never seen a kid be so like instantly adopted by every single adult in the room. <laughs> like yeah. everyone in that room was immediately like, this is my kid. Oh my God. Like I was, I was like so proud of her. And she was so nonchalant about it too. Like she was her, literally just like, eh. Yeah. She had, she had this great comment. Like they were interviewing her and they're like, yeah. So how did you figure out that they were, that your opponent was going to protect Rhyperior? And she's like, oh, I just knew he was going to pick Rhyperior. So I attacked the other one. It was just like, oh, okay, Simone, thanks. (laughs) It's like, just absolutely, she's just a boss. She was so happy. She was like holding her Eevee plush like the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it was just great. Like, I really hope like, and like, it it got a lot of like, you know, esports is weird just in general. Like, you know, there's a segment of the gaming populace that's very committed to it and good for them. Um, but it doesn't always get a lot of like mainstream cross exposure. And like within that esports thing, like Pokemon is a very tiny segment of mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. no one pays attention to Pokemon competitive Pokemon, except for people who actually follow competitive Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh but this was like everyone was covering it. Like, you know, people actually cared. So like she's like literally the new face of the franchise <laughs> in competitive Pokemon now. Yeah. Like it's I mean, awesome. Pikachu who needs Pikachu when they have smoke. Come on. Do we think do we think this helps grow Pokemon esports or is this a kind of just, you know, blip in the wind with cool thing that happened, but it is what it is. It's a blip I think in the wind. <laughs> it probably is a blip in the wind, but I do think that stuff like this uh, the the competitive Pokemon scene has been growing. Um especially with the release of Sun and Moon, like every, every tournament is like reporting just like number, you know, record breaking numbers. Um so I, I do think that this will be like another instance of people seeing it going, oh, yeah, competitive Pokemon. This is a thing that I can do and then jump in because, I mean, it is easier than ever. Yes. I mean, that's that's the great thing about competitive Pokemon. All you got to do is you finish the game and then you have you, you don't need to worry about IVs anymore. I mean, you have to worry about them, but, you know, you don't have to do the entire like crazy breeding stuff. Um, There's. It's so much easier. You don't have to worry about, like, you know, egg moves aren't, like, you know, that much of a thing anymore. Um, Or, like, it's just a lot easier to come up with a competitive team that's really cool. And, like, it's it's just a lot easier. And Because, like, it, be- because it becomes more about the strategy than it, mm-hmm. it, it does about the individual Pokemon who are potentially on your team. Yeah. The amount of time it takes into crafting a good team is now, for, is now far less. So, you know, it used to be that you're kind of, like, well, unless I'm going to commit like another 60 hours, this is the team I'm riding and dying with. Now, it's a lot easier to like, you know, it, it pays to be more nimble now. And like, I think a lot of people want to see that stuff because like 
when the metagame is stagnant, it sucks. But like right now, it's kind of like shifting constantly, like a lot of new people, you know, there's weird things that you would have never thought to see. I mean, you know, and there's like Pokemon for- being added to teams that you never thought you would see. Yeah. You know, be, be because of these changes, which is like, that's what I saying. Like whenever you look at, you know, roster, you know, lineups and for on the competitive scene, you see a lot of the same. And then you always, there's always a couple that just kind of stand out. Um, especially, you know, for whoever, you know, whoever's on a, a winning, whoever wins and whatnot, there's always one or two Pokemon that you're like, oh, I never would have thought to put that, that one on my team. Well, no, and like, I feel like how they set it up this year. So like, you know, this year, the metagame is constantly shifting because certain Gigantamax Pokemon aren't allowed to be used until the events where like everyone can get a Gigantamax Pokemon um, is involved. So like that metagame is constantly shifting. So like as more and more Gigantamax Pokemon come into play, you have to start thinking about, okay, what do I do to counter these specific Gigantamax Pokemon? And then... You know, they've already left out the legendary Pokemon. So next year, you know, you'll be able to bring in these Gigantamax and Dynamax killers, and then you'll have to start to come up with counters for that. That's not even counting whatever the heck we're going to see in the DLC stuff. Right. You know, so that's going to be huge. I mean, so it's going to be it's the, the competitive Pokemon is in a good place. And I really hope that the Pokemon company invests a little bit more. And, you know, they, you know, we're, we're saying like, hey, you know, competitive Pokemon is just kind of like off there to the side. And it is. But, I mean, the Pokemon company does a very good job of presenting it. Like, you know, they, they, they actually, like, you know, the, the stages all look gorgeous. You know, the, now that it's on the Switch, you know, the, the graphics for competitive Pokemon looks mm-hmm. better than ever. I mean, that's yep. one oh, thing's always so, happened. It's that's so nice to watch competitive Pokemon now. Like, three, like the 3DS was always like, oh, here here's a blown-up version of the potato screen. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, like, this looks terrible. Yeah. Um. So at least now we're in, like, HD. So, like, I really feel like it's time for the Pokemon company just to invest a little bit more money Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they've done some weird things with how they do the regional tournaments and how they do that. So, you know, if they pump a little bit more prize money into it, make it so that I don't think we're ever going to get like full time, like competitive Pokemon players or any nonsense like that. And that's a good thing, in my humble opinion. Yeah. But I, I do think they can grow the scene there. This and Simone can be the catalyst for some of that. Like, I think they should start investing more in those like younger leagues and stuff like that. Mm hmm. Because right now everyone just watches Masters, which is like the, you know, for the adult league. Um, and, you know, I think that's a little bit kind of disappointing because Pokemon, it's it's a game for kids. Want to give us the Pokemon fact of the week? Yes. So this week isn't as much a Pokemon fact of the week. It's debunking a fake Pokemon fact of the week. You know, we're about to drop some real knowledge here. So there's a long time rumor that Venonat and Caterpie's final evolutions were... Sp- for some reason, switched around. So you take a look at Venonat and Butterfree, there's some, like, similarities, especially compound eyes, the color, um, and then you take a look at Venomoth and, or wait, Caterpie and Venomoth and Butterfree and Venonat. So there's there's some, like, similarities, so people are like, oh, yeah, they got switched. That is 100% false. In fact, you know, thanks to the data mines that have been done on the betas that were leaked here in the last couple years, we know that Venonat was placed into the game long before any of the other Pokemon. Venonat was originally intended to be its own Pokemon, just like no evolutionary line. Eventually, they added Venomoth um, as its evolution. That's part of the reason why they look so, you know, different. And we've seen stuff like that. Like, Ivysaur was originally its own Pokemon. Blastoise was originally not related to Squirtle. 
Um, and then the Caterpie line in its entirety were all added at the same time, meaning that it was always intended to be that. So when someone says, oh, Venomoth was originally supposed to be Caterpie's final evolution, you can slap them in the face and say, no, you're wrong. <laughs> we do not Facts. condone physical violence on this podcast. <laughs> also, I never once thought that in my life, that yeah. they were connected. I don't know. As As someone who, like, researches these pokemon facts like weekly before i just like gave up and said you know what we're just going down the pokedex uh i used to look for them and the venonat the the caterpie venonat stuff was always on those like poke trivia you should know and so it, it ended up being totally completely false so don't believe everything you read on the internet only believe things that you hear from christian r hoffer also bad advice gonna be honest <laughs> it's the best <laughs> advice i speak nothing but truths and facts all right, well. Speaking of things that uh, you can read, because it is Pokemon Day. Yes. Oh. We will read some reviews for the podcast. Oh, if boy. you love this show and you want uh, an opportunity to get some free comicbook.com swag, all you got to do is head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and if we read them on the air, like we're about to do right now, We'll send you a t-shirt. All you have to do is if you hear your review read, uh, email uh, editor at comicbook.com with uh, the username and your uh, whatever your review was, and uh, we'll get your address out and send it out. Yeah. And so, if you have questions, you apparently come to me. I have every once in a while, I will get a DM from somebody saying, hey, where's my t-shirt? I'm like, let me go and bug Jim about it. <laughs> yeah, feel free. Bean Hoffer would love to bug Jim about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I literally had to bug Jim until I got a shirt. Yep. So I will do it on your behalf. So we'll start with a uh, 14 Mudkip 14. This is the, this one is simple, but Pokemon fans are going to get it. The headline is just awesome. And he goes, I tried to come up with a complaint, but nothing happened. Ah. Ah. Wow. Oh, love those Pokemon references. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Now this one's from Jeff SJ. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, the Pokemon series and I have followed numerous Pokemon podcasts over the years. You can tell that the crew at comicbook.com care about the franchise. One of the best aspects is the fact that they cover all things Pokemon. It isn't only about games, but also the TCG, anime, and Pokemon Go. I highly recommend giving this one a shot. Thank you. Thank you. This one is from, uh, Nicholas Schober. I have only recently gotten into listening to podcasts and this one, this is the first one I have truly enjoyed. After I discovered this podcast, I found myself binging all the older episodes because they make listening to Pokemon news so much fun. They cover literally everything that's happening in the Pokemon world, and I have yet to listen to an episode where I did not learn something. The cast are all amazing people, and I can't wait to listen to new episodes every week. Well, thank you very much. Nope. P.S. Oh. I've always loved Ge Geodude's look from the original games. Vaporeon is the best of the original evolutions, and one of my favorite po uh, one of my favorites in Pokemon Go. Bulbasaur. Well. He exists. Oh! oh! Send him a ratatat oh, Funko. Send him a ratatat Funko. Oh, that was. Oh, that brought joy to my heart. Oh, I'm flipping my table, like figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Bulba uh, hate. That you is hate the best way to end this episode. I could not think of a better. I could not think of a better way to end this. One. I saw that review a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I was like, Jim is going to throw this in my face. <laughs> Jim is going to. I just knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I almost thought about reporting it as spam. 
<laughs> no, I, I would never do that. Thank you very much. Oh, for sure. If uh, you are new to the show, tell your friends about it. Tell anyone, you know, if you're in a group that plays the trading card game or if you uh, have some friends with, uh, you know, that play uh, the console games, tell them about the show. The more people that come to uh, listen, the you know, more that we can grow this audience, the better and cooler things we can do. Uh, I've uh, thought about starting to just renaming Pokemon uh, that I catch in Sword and Shield to a wild podcast has appeared and just started sending them off as surprise <laughs> trades. <laughs> and then you realize that you only have like 12 figures, to, yeah. you know, 12 characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's it was a good idea. It, it was, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, new episodes of this podcast are wherever podcasts can be found. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're there every Thursday. I almost forgot the day that these come out. Every Thursday, sometime in the morning. Generally, probably, you know, if you're a commuter person, we try and get it uh, out uh, while you're you're doing that. Thanks for just sticking around this late <laughs> as we have gone off. Uh, I've forgotten the words to, to end this show. The best part but of a podcast is when you go on a tangent. It really. You, got, you just got to let it go. <laughs> this, that's the this best was part. just a tangent episode. Like, that's we should just rename it, like, the tangent episode. Yeah, if you want to uh, talk about us, uh, tell us what your favorite Pokemon are. You can find me at uh, Jim Viscardi on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Megan Peters CB. And I'm at C Hoffer C Bus. So until next time, we will catch you then. Talk to you later, folks.